Let us be attentive. Make your vows to the Lord our God and perform them. God is known in Judah. His name is great in Israel. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Let us be attentive. Brethren, When Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy place, taking not the blood of goats and calves, but his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the sprinkling of defiled persons with the blood of goats and bulls and with the ashes of a heifer sanctifies for the purification of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. At that time, Jesus, taking the twelve again, he began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles, and they will mock him and spit upon him and scourge him and kill him, And after three days he will rise. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they said to him, We are able. And Jesus said to him, The cup that I drink, you will drink. 
and with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized, put to sit at my right hand, for at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant of James and John, and Jesus called them and said to them, You know that those who are supposed to rule over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man also came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. In one of Aesop's fables, Jupiter and Venus are having a, an argument, a dispute, about whether or not humans are able to change their character, and if they are able to alter their behavior and overcome their nature. The fable goes like this. Jupiter and Venus were once disputing whether it was possible for a human being to change its nature. Jupiter said yes, but Venus said no. So to try this question, Jupiter turned a cat into a young woman and gave her to a young man for a wife. The wedding was duly performed, and the young couple sat down at the wedding feast. See, said Jupiter to Venus, how becomingly she behaves. Who could tell that just yesterday she was but a cat? Surely her nature is changed. Wait just a moment, said Venus, and she, she let out a mouse into the room. No sooner did the bride see this that she jumped up from her seat and tried to pounce on the mouse. Ah, you see, said Venus, nature beats nurture. So we conclude from this, brothers and sisters, the view of Aesop, the ancient uh, Greek pagan world, certainly, and so many others even up to today. The view is that a human can't change his or her behavior that we are incapable of overcoming our 
fallen, our broken and sinful nature, our habits and our addictions, that we are bound and predetermined by our DNA or environment. But this is certainly not the view of the church, of God, and it certainly is not the attitude that we as Christians should have. Change is possible by repentance and the grace of God, as we shall see. For grace can overcome nature. One of the greatest examples of change is whom we celebrate today, St. Mary of Egypt, a woman who did a divine about-face. You can call it a holy U-turn. She so radically changed her life that she went quite literally from sinner to saint. And a great saint she most certainly is. From a life of loose living to a life 110% dedicated to her Savior. She worked miracles. She lived with the angels, foreseeing her own time of death and departure from this life. She walked on water, crossing on the Jordan River as if on dry land. So holy was she, and so on fire with love for her heavenly bridegroom, Christ. Repentance and grace overcomes nature. We look to King David, and as chosen as he was, we know that he fell into the double sin of murder and adultery. But when confronted by the holy prophet Nathan, David was pierced to the heart, confessed his sins, received forgiveness, and then he embarked on a life of repentance, giving us to this very day the most beautiful and divinely inspired book of Psalms. From murderer and adulterer, he went to prophet and righteous one, so full of longing for God and bent on reforming his previous life. Repentance and grace overcomes nature. We look to St. Matthew, a lying and cheating tax collector at first. When he came face to face with Jesus Christ, then he's, his life was transformed. From swindler and charlatan, he went to disciple and apostle, giving us one of the Holy Gospels because of his personal encounter with God's converting love and power. Repentance and grace overcomes nature. St. Moses the Ethiopian, he was a thief and a murderer, living a terrible and prodigal life full of hopelessness and despair until he encountered the living God. The Lord touched him in such a way that he reformed his ways to such a degree that he was not only made a Christian and then became a monk in the Egyptian desert, but he became one of the holiest of abbots, endowed with great and rare gifts 
of the Holy Spirit. Repentance and grace overcomes nature. Every saint was a sinner, my brothers and sisters, in Christ. They were not born perfect, but rather fallen and broken, just like you, just like me. But God's grace working in their lives, cooperating with their own will to convert, perfected and sanctified them. St. Paul went from Christian persecutor to Christ's chosen vessel. Zacchaeus went from crooked tax collector to a beloved bishop in the early church. St. Augustine went from womanizer to divinely inspired preacher. And there are so many, many more like examples of the transforming energy of God's power to those who open themselves up to his love and grace, become receptive to his word, to his message, and then cry out to him, thy will be done in my life. Your divine and holy and perfect will, O God, not my fallen and broken will. What makes a saint? A saint is one who never stays down, does not remain in a tripped up and fallen condition. He gets up and continues in the Christian struggle. He perseveres, he begins again and again and again. Proverbs chapter 24 teaches us, though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises again. St. John of the Ladder tells us that it is the nature of demons to fall and to stay fallen. But our nature is to fall and to get up again. This is exactly what a certain brother in a monastery said when he was asked this question, which you have most likely heard before. What do you do in the monastery all day anyway? So he responded, we rise and we fall. We rise and we fall and we rise. The saints never stay down. They continue on, assured of the transformative grace of God, which can overcome anything. We know that the church is the true ark of salvation, of which Noah's ark was but a shadow. As great as Noah's ark was, the church is a far, far greater ark. And why is this? St. John Chrysostom gives us a beautiful explanation. He said, under Noah's direction, the ark took in brute animals, and brute animals it released. But the church, under the leadership of the true Noah, Jesus Christ, takes in sinners and turns them into saints. The rooster entered the ark of old, a rooster, and a rooster he departed. The wolf entered that ark, a wolf, and a wolf he departed. But when someone enters 
the ark of the church, he enters a rooster and departs a dove. He enters a wolf and he departs a lamb. He enters a caterpillar and departs a butterfly. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, we know that St. Paul wrote, if any person be in Christ, he is a new creature. He is a new creation. And we are indeed a new creation. We are a new people, capable of radical change, holy conversion, born again, born anew into divine life by water and the Holy Spirit who transforms lives. And to whom be the power and the glory, together with the Father and the Son, forevermore. Amen.